Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. How's everybody doing? Thank you so much for listening to Justin Lehman's Terms. This is your host, Justin Lehman. And it's been a busy weekend, y'all. I had to... Uh, Yesterday I was starting to do this podcast and um, hey, I got busy again. But uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I was at the day off and um, I was so tired from from playing so much over the weekend that I was kind of just stuck um, stuck in bed uh, recovering. Every time I tried to get up, I would get kind of lightheaded and felt like I was going to pass out or something. So I had to uh, had to rest. My body was like, bro been going too hard let's, let's, let's back it off a little bit <laughs> so um yeah let me let me tell you what what I did um started Thursday night my buddy Miguel was like hey um there's a big show next door at Janice tonight Uncle John's band's playing and uh we want an extra person for the jam at ringside so I was like bro anytime you want me there I'm there so I was uh I knew I had to get up early for SeaWorld the next day, but I still went out and um, jammed. It was an awesome, awesome time. Um, you know, one of those times where, like, you know, you're playing for two hours and it feels like one hour. You know, just time flies by because you're having such a good time. And, uh, yeah, we we just we jammed out. It was, uh, you know, playing... Playing at ringside for me is is really special because it's you know it's a large stage um you know after the the crowd let out at Janice you know it's a good couple hundred people there a lot of them come into the show at ringside and and we, we did a good job um we were able to to hold them you know unfortunately we didn't time out that first break um very well so we ended up playing for I want to say like two or three hours and um you know we we held that that crowd in as soon as we stopped playing though everyone left it was amazing it's crazy how that works how you know when you're on stage like you know and and the manager or owner is like collecting his his money from bar sales you know you know things are rocking but you know as soon as the music stops you know, as soon as you have to use the bathroom or, or you know, take a break because your voice is getting tired or whatever it is, um, as soon as you stop, people are are out of there. And it was uh, within within five minutes, I'd say like eighty people, eighty, a hundred people gone, and we were left with like ten. So it was still fun. You know, we had a good time playing. Um, as the night went on, you know, we had people get up on stage, turned around and, uh, we're doing the song, we're doing a song by, uh, oh, we did a uh, magic carpet ride. So we started out with, you know, magic carpet ride. And then there's this part of the song where it, 
you know, it, it goes into this like it's an E major kind of uh, jam progression, kind of in the in the bridge, <clears throat> and uh, instead of doing that jam progression, we went into a song called War Pigs by Black Sabbath, and it was awesome. I turn around and I'm like, I'm like that's not that's not Brian, the normal drummer. It's it's uh, my brother from another mother, my could be cousin, uh, Tony Tyler. <laughs> And uh, I haven't seen him in forever. And he was just, you know, one of those crazy moments where we turn around and I didn't even realize the drummer switched. I don't know how they did it, but um, yeah, he was, he was on stage rocking it. And, uh, you know, he had a big gig the next day, so he wasn't doing much uh, on the vocals, but, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to see, to see Tony and, um, and to catch up and, and yeah, everyone else that came up, uh, this girl named Savannah on violin and, uh, another guitar player that was killing it um you know it's it's tough when you like call out certain songs you know and and the other guy knows it a lot better than you do and, <laughs> and I'm like oh I need to need to go back to the rehearsal room and <laughs> re relearn these things but it's a good thing um yeah the the bass player that night man it was first time playing with this guy um killer vocals i mean i try to like like i definitely have a wheelhouse of like you know more deep kind of soul bluesy vocals you know i can pull that out of my back pocket and people you know woo that kind of old thing <laughs> you know as a as a musician you have certain tricks up your sleeve that you can pull when you need to and uh yeah, my my trick up my sleeve was nothing compared to to this guy's uh this guy's vocals. So right away I was like, "Okay, so that's what we're doing." And um you know, the bar was raised and and we met it, you know, and and it just right from the first song we were like just grooving. And even Brian on drums, he was like he was like, "Hey man, I should have set up a vocal mic cuz it was just, you know, it's it's fun, you know, when you're playing in a band, you know, very rarely do you get the chance to play with like, you know, a full solid solid musicians type of a band. Let alone do you get to play with like solid vocalists as well. So it was a treat. Um yeah, the whole night was just awesome. And uh it was uh yeah, it was I mean, having the concert next door really makes it makes it special, you know, having the crowd and, and this and that, and people were dancing, made good tips, um, and I was able to, to get home, um, I think I got home at like, see, we, we end the show at 1, I think we might have gone a little over, like one thirty or something, but um, yeah, I was able to get out of there, left there at about probably 2 o'clock, got home at 2.30, um, had to you know eat dinner do something and you know I was asleep by three and unfortunately um my plans of I'll just sleep until I have to leave for Orlando that did not happen um so I think my daughter woke up at like six or seven that morning and uh and then went back to sleep but I had like 
you know, you know those nights where you have too much. I didn't have much to drink. I had like maybe my normal amount, like two two shots and a water. Um, you know, when I'm playing at ringside, and just because I didn't eat dinner, I woke up with you know my stomach was just sick to my stomach. It felt like throwing up, you know, and there's just nothing there. And uh, sorry, might be too much information for some of y'all, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things when you're when you're especially as a vocalist. I don't know what it is, but you're using different muscles to sing, and I feel like if you don't take care of your body, uh, you're really gonna be hurting the next day. Um, and I was, I woke up feeling like crap. Um, I couldn't keep anything down i was like stuck to the couch my wife made me a piece of toast and i'm just like taking little bites off of it trying to eat something uh luckily i I held that down and uh you know packed up the gear and and made the trip to orlando you know i was supposed to i got a call like not a call an email like probably two days before the gig saying um they're moving the time slot back. So originally I was supposed to play from one to four. And then they said, you know, arrive now at one and we're going to have you set up at one thirty. So the start first start time is one thirty, seconds, two thirty, three thirty, then four thirty. So I was playing four sets and on my way there, you know, you know, they, and the other thing they, on the email, they really like stressed that you don't show up early. You know, they don't want people to be just walking around randomly that are there to work, um, especially, you know, when they, they charge admission to get into SeaWorld. So, you know, I, I read that as like, you know, just show up at the time you're supposed to show up. So I'm driving there. It's like 12. Yeah, about 12 o'clock. And I'm about, you know, I'm, I'm on I-4, about 40 yeah, 40, 45 minutes away. So to me, I'm right on time. I'm like, you know, 10, 15 minutes early. And so they call me. They're like, hey, you know, just checking in. I'm like, cool. They're like, uh, what time do you think you'll be here? I'm like, I don't know, 12.50, my GPS says. And they're like, 12.15? I'm like, no, 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 12.50. And, uh, and you know, let me let me start this over by saying, you know, the whole trip there, I'm feeling not good. I'm like sipping on this smoothie because this is the only thing I can eat. Um, and I hadn't eaten much. I don't even think I, I said I got home and made something to eat. I don't think I ate anything on the way home. You know, there's not much, um, there's not a lot of options that are good for you after midnight (laughs) when it comes to food. So, you know, I probably didn't eat, um, so I'm sipping on this smoothie, get this call. And they're like, hey, you know, you're supposed to start at 1215. Um, I guess you're going to miss your first set. And I'm like, well, no. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I was just looking at the email that said to be there, uh, you know, at 1245, load in for, you know, or 12. It was, uh, yeah, load in at one. And to set up at 1.30. And I told you guys I needed a little bit more time. So, And all of a sudden, like, all the nauseous 
crappy feeling I was feeling went away because it's like I was filled with uh, adrenaline because I was like, oh, crap, I'm running late. I need to like I have to call people. I got to tell them, you know, this and that. And so it was like a little blessing in disguise that uh, I uh, I was feeling great all of a sudden. So I, I, I call him back. I'm like, listen, you know, I just went over the email again. And, you know, I never got this information. They're like, you know, we're sorry. We, you know, we're uh, experiencing miscommunication, you know, with, with the coordinator. And apparently the entertainment director there was uh, training somebody new. You know, this was their last week. So, and they're also dealing with um, Halloween Horror Nights, which I didn't know was at SeaWorld. I thought that was pretty cool. So, you know, I show up. I play the gig, um, you know, they, they set me up with like, you know, you, you pull in, you basically drive past the main entrance and then the employee entrance is like the next one on the left. So you pull in, there's a guy at the gate, you know, he checks, checks my ID and, and they're, they're always under construction. I've never been there where it hasn't been some sort of construction going on. And I've been playing there now for, I want to say three years. And actually my last, my last time playing there was almost exactly a year to the date of me playing there again. And, you know, so I'm driving, drive past all the construction, get to this new area, which is really cool. Cause before I was playing, uh, near this, um, like it's a big tower. You, you, you know, it's like, they lift you up. I don't know how many stories high it is, but it's a really cool view. Um, it's not like a, it doesn't drop really fast or anything. It's just a, you know, a scenic kind of a ride. Um, I wish I knew the name of it, it's, but yeah, if that description doesn't do it justice, I don't know what will. Um, so yeah, the the stage there is, uh, it's, it's nice, you know, it has the bar and, you know, before it was, it was. I don't know if they're still doing shows, um, but having the the show times release, like when the show would end, everyone would would leave the stadium, whether it be Shamu or whatever kind of shows they're doing. And and most of those people would walk by the stage where I was playing. Um, the new location, which initially I thought would be cooler. Um, because it's right next to Sesame Street, which for me, you know, I don't know if you I heard a podcast earlier, but um, my first time playing at SeaWorld, I really wanted to find this the whole Sesame Street thing. And I ended up getting um, almost had a heat, like a heat exhaustion or heat stroke or something because I was not dressed for it. I was wearing jeans and um, which is kind of funny because this time they actually require you to wear long pants <laughs> I wanted to tell them like hey last time you know I almost almost died uh <laughs> wearing long pants to SeaWorld because it was you know heat index of 100 and something and so it's funny they they sent you know a whole like wardrobe suggestion of like uh it was almost like a, a SeaWorld Pinterest type of thing um Pinterest I think that's what what it is is that where they people post photos of what they want to do and or get ideas. Is that, 
I just remember my wife using something like that for the our wedding for ideas and but anyway um I just thought it was funny that they send over like ideas of what you should wear and I, I was I basically was like I replied all right so um no shorts and you know they said something about t-shirts about not having like um brands or anything on your t-shirt so I was like so no logos on t-shirts and no shorts and they were like yep like, all right cool so all this other stuff was kind of just a nice way of saying that <laughs> which is I don't know it's weird sometimes how people um want to be politically correct or I don't know what to, what to call it these days but anyway so I go I uh you know get all my gear set it up on the cart and you know the people that are meeting me there super nice um they uh they show me where I'm playing it's a nice covered stage the only bad part is uh Orlando in the middle of Florida um I want to say it was like the lightning capital of the world at one point and so you know it rains a lot and that day it, it said it wasn't supposed to rain which it didn't but it was going to be cloudy all day which means at any chance it could rain and so i'm playing you know i, I bring out my pedal board you know my, my new board that's like can't afford that to get wet so i play the first set with it and you know their setup is a, a stage, a tent. They have two um, K12 QSC, you know, 12-inch speakers, powered speakers, and a Allen and Heath like 16-channel mixing board, which is sweet. Um, love the setup. Uh, the only issue is I didn't have a monitor, so when it comes to looping my guitar, I couldn't really hear what I sounded like, and you know. Word to the wise, anyone that's a musician, um, if you don't know your sound person and, or if the sound, or if you don't have a sound person, because <laughs> pretty much I just had, um, you know, people that were in charge of the equipment, you know, they, they brought it to the stage, set it up, you know, waited for me to, to plug it in, made sure it worked and left. You know, no one was there to be like, oh, I think the vocals need a little more highs or less lows or, you know, they, they don't EQ anything. They don't, they don't mess with your sound as far as that goes. They just make sure it's not too loud. So right away, you know, the speakers are, are you know, because we're playing outside and because, you know, they're not my speakers, I don't really, you know know what they're set up like um i just know that they're covered so it has like this you know little cover for them in case it rains that the speakers won't don't get ruined and so yeah i was i was kind of bummed um looping i couldn't really hear my my guitar so my loops were kind of out of whack for that first set you know and it, it wasn't something i was like i didn't i didn't roll with it i wasn't like well who cares you know i, I just didn't use the loop as much once I realized I couldn't. So, you know, looking back, I probably will, next time I play there, bring or set up a, a monitor of some sort um, just so I can offer more to the show. Because the last, 
you know, the next three sets, I pretty much just played um, like a folky kind of singer-songwriter set, just acoustic and guitar, you know, no effects or anything. And, you know, it's it was nice to be able to do that. You know, people don't expect much, but, you know, at the same time, wasn't able to really, like, get anyone's attention. I feel like as a, in my experience, a solo artist playing music is kind of just another another voice in the crowd where I was like, a band playing will get anyone's attention. You know, you set up a drum set, people are going to notice. But you have an acoustic guitar and a, and a voice, even if it's amplified, you know, it, it's not really, I don't know, you really have to invest your attention and listening to to get it. I think that's just, that's just my opinion. Um, I guess you could be like a phenomenal vocalist. Like my wife has the ability to, to really capture a crowd, you know, by her, um, her just testing out a microphone. So, you know, when it comes to those kind of things, uh, I guess I just don't have, or maybe when I'm doing a mic test, I should, I should try to like really belt it. I don't know what I'm, (laughs) but Anyway, the the people walking by weren't really like they didn't stop to listen. You know, every now and then I would get some people walking by and and to be honest, it wasn't, you know, I didn't have that like massive rush of people leaving a stadium like I did on, on the other stage. You know, it was like a slow you know, drizzle of people just walking by. You know, there's some you know, a lot of kids because of where I was set up, which was another, like, I mean, obviously SeaWorld, you're going to have kids, but the other stage was, you know, it was mostly adults because it was the other place that served alcohol in the park. And, you know, a lot of the times people would, would go there to get out of the sun and just to rest and have a drink, you know, maybe their kids would go do something else, that type of environment. So, my crowd was, you know, I could play a lot more material for that type of crowd. Now, when it came to the new stage, since I'm in, in Sesame Street, you know, the one thing that was, you know, obvious was I need to learn more songs from Sesame Street. I know the theme song, but, you know, you can only play it so many times. So I, I opened up with that and I closed with it. Uh, but... You know, I played all all the Disney songs, which I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. But <laughs> you know, the kids loved them. Uh, there's this little girl that I uh, played a a song from Moana. Uh, not the song that the the Rock sings, which is something I need to learn. It's funny that I'm like I need to learn these Disney songs. Like ten years ago, I've been like, dude, no way. Uh, but I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm now a working musician. I'm, I'm realizing like these, uh, you know, learning certain things will pay off in the end. Like for instance, I need to start learning as many Christmas songs as I can because, you know, before we know it, it's going to be that time of the year. And, and, you know, it just takes one song to make somebody's day and then they, they throw you a couple bucks or something and then. Boom, you got you got lunch money. So Hey there. <laughs> speaking 
of my wife. No, I wasn't really. But um, yeah, she just got home from a, from a little workout, so awesome. I don't know how she's doing it in this heat. <laughs> anyway, so playing at, uh, playing at SeaWorld, the, um, the importance of learning these songs. And, you know, it's, it's something that when I was starting out, you know, I wanted to learn all the songs that I wanted to learn to play because I had this theory that, and it's true, you know, you have to, if you're not having fun, you can tell right away, especially as a vocalist. So you have to enjoy what you're doing. Um, but with that being said, you have to also, um, you know, know the songs that are going to get you tips <laughs> or else why set up a tip jar in the first place? You know, it's, uh, it's kind of silly to expect, um, yeah, expect people to know every, every one of your favorite songs and not vice versa. So, you know, it's, it's funny the, the other night, you know, this, we had someone come up to the stage, um, and say, Hey, can you play, can you play a, something we can dance to? And the, the other lead singer got really offended about it because, you know, it's one of those questions that's like, it's like, Hey, can you play my favorite song? And you're like, well, what song is it? They're like, well, I don't know the name of it, but, and you're like, well, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you just like, you know, deep down inside you want to, you know, you're there to make people happy and to perform and hopefully they receive you well, you know, they clap your, their hands, it makes you feel good. And, uh, you know, it's a give and take kind of a, of a thing. And, you know, deep, yeah, deep down inside you want to be able to, to play that song that they want to hear. But, you know, when they, when you don't know or, you know, when it's like a certain genre that maybe it's not your favorite. Like for me, you know, I'm I'm big on, I don't know pop country. I don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff that even if I try to learn it, I can't even, I can't even get through listening to the track. So, you know, if I'm going to play the song, it's going to be like, I might listen to it once and then chart it out and then play it my way, you know, and never listen to the original version again, <laughs> you know, and just like forget that even existed. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, so going back to the Sesame Street stuff, you know, I got to learn those songs and I got to learn some Christmas songs too. So with that being said, uh, the the gig was, it was fun, you know, it was Although I felt like I was walking on, on thin ice playing all these Disney songs at SeaWorld. Uh, I have to, like, I don't even want to ask if it's okay. Because it's like most of my kid material is Disney songs. So, you know, you take that away then, and I'm really going to be up a creek. Uh, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm working on learning Sesame Street stuff. So hopefully I'll get hired back. Um. You know, I, I did something, you know, they, they don't allow tip jars at these theme parks for obvious reasons. I, th I don't think, I think it's it's kind of common now to, uh, you know, a lot of these places don't even accept cash at all. Remember when we were just at the Rays game, you know, they don't accept cash or anything. Um, I want to say parking maybe was cash, but that, that might have been it that might not even be cash. So it was, it's a, it's a different world. And, 
you know, as a musician, you want to get tips, you know, especially when you're playing, you know, the whole, the whole importance of playing in these theme parks is you're playing in front of so many more people that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be playing for. There's no way that, you know, you know, a little restaurant on a beach can hold as many people as a theme park. So with that being said, uh, my new business cards have a, have a little, you know, was it a QR code? Is that what they call it? A UR, QR? I don't know what it is, but you scan it and it brings you to a website. Um, that the website I made it bring you to was my, my Venmo. So you can send me tips. And I was waiting for people to take it. Basically I had a table in front of the stage with my business cards. And I was just like waiting, waiting for someone to take one. And I, I want to say one or two people grabbed one and that's it. But out of those one or two people, I got a tip from one of them for playing that Moana song. So, um, I hope these, these cards really, you know, take off. And also it's one of those things where like, if you're, you know, if you have the, the, the code on your tip jar, you know, they can only tip you there. So, but if they take your card and they have it in their pocket, maybe the next day they, they think, Oh, you know, this musician was pretty good. I wish I could have tipped him and bam, you know, you, they have the opportunity. So, you know, any way that, uh, you can make a buck, <laughs> you know, do it because it's, it's going to be worth it in the end. Uh, but yeah, I had a great time playing at SeaWorld. Uh, when I was done, I was, you know, the whole time I was like starving. I was, you know, they had a little break room in the back. It was like giant. It was almost like this old, uh, old barn that they turned into a storage, uh, storage room. It was like the coldest room in the whole park. It was great. I had this little, it was weird. It was like this little, um, you know, this like tables, the fold out tables and they had a fold out table and a fan and a, um, like a Zephyr Hills, like water dispenser in the back, but with no cups. So I had to go find a cup, get some water. And, you know, that was my, that was my break room. It was, uh, like a wide open barn with AC running, you know, I don't know who's paying that bill, but that's, that's something a dad would say, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so the, you know, SeaWorld was great. You know, the playing in, in the area I was, I was able to get my daughter a gift. Um, I got her this, uh, um, big bird, little stuffed animal that she can add to the collection. She has an Elmo and a Abby Cadabby and, uh, now she has big bird. So maybe if I go back there again and play, I can get her some, another one. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I was starving. I was able to, I bought like a cliff bar in the gift shop and that was my lunch for the afternoon. And if you know me, I'm not big into like snacks and bars and that type of thing. So it's kind of odd. Um, my body was like, Whoa, what is this? But, uh, it was nice to have something that definitely helped me get through the last set. And when I was leaving, I, I realized I'm like, like last time I played here, there's a, a Taco Bell across the street. You know, I don't want to do that, but whatever. And I'm loading out and I see this, this, this magnificent looking vehicle in the distance. I'm like, can it be? 
and it was it was a, a food truck and i'm like why is there a food truck in the back parking lot of SeaWorld? world i know i couldn't like i'm like what i don't i don't care i'm like i'm gonna go and see if they're open and order some food so i went up and the, the people working there they you know spoke a little bit of english and you know they asked me if if i worked there i'm like yeah i just played just played some music you know and they're like oh cool so I ordered some uh, empanadas, and they had uh, they mainly served like pasta dishes and things like that. But I was like, I got to eat this in the car. And I'd, the idea of trying to eat spaghetti and meatballs while driving was not—I don't think that was going to work. So, you know, I pay them. I, you know, I, I get some empanadas and a coke, and uh, I look over in the distance and I see, you know, another like warehouse type of room and a bunch of people setting up. Uh, getting a bunch of makeup done, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Halloween Horror Nights. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this food truck is for the the people working Halloween Horror Nights. It's not really for me, <laughs> you know. So I was lucky to to get some food uh, that wasn't Taco Bell. You know, no 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 offense on Taco Bell. You know, it's some good stuff, but this was uh, this was better for my my stomach uh, and. Yeah, it did the trick. It got me, um, it got me to where I was, where where I needed to be, you know. And you know the thing about playing playing music at um, Orlando or like these theme parks is you got to time it out right. And if you guys have been to Orlando, you know what I'm talking about. Um, every day there, when these theme parks close, I four just backs up. So it comes to like, you know, your. For me, it's about a almost a two-hour drive to get there. But that traffic makes it, you know, it adds another hour. So I'm sitting on I four, just waiting, and waiting and waiting, and I'm like, I'm never gonna get home in time, because I had to, to get home because you know my 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 mother-in-law was watching our daughter, and I had to, you know, get home in time. Well, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they were both here. So, um, yeah, they're great. Yeah, we can't, I got to give them a shout out because, you know, there's no way that my wife and I could still call ourselves professional musicians without their help. Um, you know, what the importance of family and things like that. Um, the older I get, the more I learn how important that is, you know, but anyway, the, um, I was able to make it home just a little after eight, you know, I was able to, to see my daughter before she went to sleep and give her that big bird toy. And it was cool, you know, and and the next day, um, you know, exhausted, I was, uh, back at it. You know, I did, um, did Siesta Key and, and I want to say, yeah, I was just, I was still feeling tired and I'm, I'm not sure. I think I want to say the, the underlying factor between all this is that I wasn't eating a lot and I got it, you know, I got exhausted from, you know, working a lot and just not eating. So, and then you find yourself playing a four hour gig, you know, where you're, you don't get a, a meal or, or, or whatever it is. And, you know, you don't have enough time to really eat something, you know, just a snack or, or what, what have it. So, 
you know, looking back, I really got to focus on, you know, making sure I don't get myself into those situations. Cause come, come Sunday, um, Sunday I was doing a, a triple. So I needed to make sure that I was going to be able to, to do it. And, um, it was, it was really tough, uh, that morning, you know, woke up, did the church thing and my eye was like really messing with me too. So I got to look back on the video and see, but I felt like my eye was twitching the whole time and, you know, did that played at pops afterwards. If you guys ever been out to pops sunset grill out in Nokomis, it's probably one of the best, um, best spots right now for, for food and, and music. It's kind of like if you were to take my two favorite venues and combine them into one spot, it would be Pops. And I say that because, you know, I loved playing at Walt's Fish Market. I think they have, like, some of the best food. And, you know, the whole story behind that restaurant and the local feel and this and that, it's it's great. I love it there. And my other favorite spot is Sieski Oyster Bar. And they, um, you know, they're great. I love playing there. It's like a, it's, it's one of the few magical venues in town and it's magical because I, I take it like, you know, it's, it's a spot I used to go to when I was learning and growing up and, um, you know, I've have memories there and like investments and (laughs) not like financial investments, but like my memories and and I've invested so much time going to that spot to the open mics and and it's just it's a special spot so you take those two things um you know the business side and plus at scob you know you make great tips every time the people there are just so so nice um the customers there it's so strange too because you know you might play at a venue at next door or across the street and have like a complete different crowd reaction it's, I don't know, it's weird to me how that, how that happens. I don't know if you guys, if if you guys are ever like playing gigs and, and experience that, like, like there's a lot of main, main streets in the U.S. And there's a lot of venues on these main streets. And, um, I don't know, you tell me, you know, you get one bar on one side of the street, another bar on another side of the street. And, you know, you might have the same amount of people in each bar, but you know, you might make a hundred bucks in tips on one side and $10 on the other. So, you know, what's the, what's the logic behind that? You know, I'm trying to, trying to figure this stuff out guys. So help me out. (laughs) But, but yeah, so you take all that and, um, you know, pops is just where it's at. You know, they have, every time I play there, you know, great response from the crowd. The food's amazing. The bartenders are always like, really helpful. The staff's great. It's funny, like a lot of the people that I used to know from other restaurants, you know, playing at are now working at, at pop. So, you know, that must mean something that people want to work there. But yeah, so played at pops and then, you know, had a little break. Um, I say little break. I didn't have much of a break. I had to run an errand and then get back to Siesta Key in time to play and um and yeah we rocked it out if you guys haven't been out to siesta key oyster bar for one of the sunday nights that uh teddy bear tea is playing you got to check it out 
telling you, I don't know how long this is going to last for. You know, it's like we're doing it for fun. So, um, who knows, you know, but I think it's, it's one of those things where every member of the band is, we all look forward to it and it's a, uh, yeah, it's just a fun, fun night. I mean, going back and forth with a gig, you know, with two vocalists, it just makes the dynamics, everything just awesome. And, you know, it'd be nice to add a bass player to the mix. Eventually, you know, we're, we're missing that low end. You know, it's hard to play these bass lines and sing guitar or and sing and play the guitar lines too. But, uh, but yeah, we're making it work. And, man, we, we were rocking all night long. We had a fun time. And, and, you know, it's just one of those cool things about Siesta Key. And I know that it's, uh, it's not what it used to be. Nothing ever is. Um, but, you know, got to get out there and enjoy it while you can because who knows what it's going to be like in 10 more years, you know? I don't see things getting any... Um, I don't think it's going to go backwards <laughs> as far as, like... Uh, and as a local, what I'm talking about is the, um, the growth of like these big hotels and, you know, the public beach, once it became like voted number one in the country, you know, the, the amount of like, like you can't go to the beach anymore as a local during like the prime hours of the day, you know, you got to wait for after the sun goes down or first thing in the morning or, or whatever it is. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, but it is what it is. Um, and the more of these like big condos and things they build, the less of, a, you know, the skyline you get to see as you're driving by. And there's just a bunch of different, different things that are going on. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is see these like mom and pop restaurants and bars that people love going to turn into a corporate you know, thing, you know, so luckily it hasn't happened yet. You know, the most corporate thing out there, I guess, is what Daiquiri Deck, you know, they have a couple locations now. Um, and I wouldn't even call that a corporate thing, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but for the time, at time being, come on out and see Teddy Bear Tea. Every other Sunday at Scob, we're there from seven to eleven. We got to stop right at ten fifty nine. Um, there actually there were so many cops out there last the other night. Um, I was like, are they here for us? Are they waiting for us to like keep playing? I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> but they were, um, yeah, people were drinking. So, guys, remember if you if you're going out having some drinks, um. There's this cool little thing out there called Uber, <laughs> you know, um, if you can afford to buy a drink, you can afford to buy a ride home. That's my opinion. Um, and it's definitely worth it. Um, I think a DUI is still with court costs and everything. It averages out to be around like $10,000. I think that's what it was. That was the number I heard. I don't know personally, but it's not cheap. And, um, I don't know how many Uber rides you can get for 10 grand, but probably uh, all the rides that you need. And so, yeah, so you guys just be safe out there. Um, you know, have fun. 
but be safe. Um, don't do, I mean, we're all going to do stupid things, I guess, but um, try to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, with that being said, I hope, hope you enjoyed, you know, the whole like story of playing at SeaWorld and, oh yeah, I missed, I missed one thing. Um, I got to say it was super weird leaving the gig because as I was driving out, everyone was in full costumes, full makeup, ready for Halloween Horror Nights. So I'm, and then back of my mind, I'm like, I'm like, is this real? Is this, you know, no, they're, they're all in makeup. You know, it's just like one of those, like you want to play along and just drive by a bunch of zombies and, and things. But yeah, so it was weird. Uh, but yeah, you know, busy weekend. This week, unfortunately, I'm not, um, I have no gigs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm working again Friday. So hopefully I can pick something up. Um, yeah, it's this month is, is the hardest one. So who knows? Maybe I'll get some, um, get the courage or the time to go and um, do some busking. It's just, it's so hard to commit the time to do that when it's a, it's a, like a guessing game if you're going to get paid or not, you know, at least with the gigs I book, I know, you know, I'm going to get paid that amount to be there. So it's worth it. You know, when I'm playing at a place and, you know, just like all week long, I've been making the tips have just been weird, you know, good one spot and terrible another. So yeah, busking right now is, is very risky. <laughs> Because you could go out there and do all all the work and spend all day playing and, uh, you know, be away from the family all for like nothing. So to me, you know, the most valuable thing uh, right now is is my family. And so I got to make sure that's um, tip top, tip top magoo, tip top shape. So that being said, I need to get back to um, to family stuff. You know, luckily, unlike, actually, it's 1130. Holy cow. This morning's already gone. Um, I need to go pick up my daughter soon. Wow. In the back of my head, I was like, cool. I have just finishing up the podcast. Now I have a bunch of time to, to spend to myself, but um, nope. All right. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great day. Uh, stay busy. Be good to one another. And, um, and yeah. I'll catch you guys next time. All right. See ya.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.